yes, inventory is low. To increase inventory, you've got builders who are building but can't really build fast enough. There aren't that many specs. And not at a low enough price point. And not at a low enough price point. In our area, you know, you could find new construction under seven, but they go like this. And like you say, if you've got that move up person, well, they don't want to give up the house they're in, maybe not now or for a while because the rate's so low. Yeah, even if they're getting a little bit nicer home, probably even a lot nicer home, I think the payment difference is so so severe mm -hmm. that it's it's prohibitive, mm -hmm. and that's really what you know. If we if builders could build entry level homes all day long, then I think we'd work our way out of this fairly quickly. Welcome to High Trust Professionals, a podcast where we interview top industry and community leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs from across the country. Hear what it takes to build trust, be a respected leader, be productive, and win your day. Sit back and relax as we dive into another episode of High Trust Professionals Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to High Trust Professionals Podcast. I am your host, Lynette Aerosmith. Today, I am here with my longtime friend, who also happens to be my boss, Brian Cross. Hi, Brian. Hello, Lynette. How are you today? I'm good. Brian happened to be in Omaha visiting our branch today, and I might have just suckered him into coming in for a little conversation yes. for the show. I so, was not expecting this. No, but, no, you were not expecting um, this. Brian, yeah, yeah, yeah is super uh, excited about the opportunity. Good. So. Yeah, Brian's in our Kansas City area, actually. So Brian Cross, Senior Vice President, Regional Manager of our Mortgage Division with First Bank, um, headquartered in St. Louis. Yeah. And so let's first give our audience an idea. Um, just tell them a little bit about First Bank. Let's sure. start there. Yeah. As you said, First Bank is headquartered in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. um, it's about a $7 billion asset bank, family owned, so oh. not a, a stock owned bank or anything like that. The Deerberg portion of the Deerberg family owns the bank. Uh, family for, owned for like a hundred and some odd years, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100, yeah. Okay. 100 plus years. Uh -huh. um, branches in St. Louis, branches kind of scattered throughout California. Mm -hmm. And the mortgage footprint is sort of everything in between. Um, the group that I manage that you're a part of is mostly Kansas and Nebraska. Mm -hmm. We've got a few loan production offices in those, in those states. And then kind of mid-Missouri as well that I cover. And then the St. Louis market and California is uh, managed by a couple other folks. Yep. So, um, but we do, we do somewhat nationwide lending on a lot of our product, as you know, mm -hmm. and then we have portfolio products that we maybe do more of in footprint, mm -hmm. um, which would be any of the states that we have a bank branch or a mortgage yeah, office. Yeah, or a mortgage office, yeah, yeah. which is great. Well, it's kind of nice. And fun fact, the, the Deerberg family who own the bank also own a winery. Uh, several, I think. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, not just, uh, in fact, weren't yeah. we just in Herman, Missouri? We, we were in Herman. They own Herman Hoff and several other businesses yeah. there in Herman, yeah. which was so, a lot of fun. Fun fact, audience, we had a leadership summit in Herman, Missouri, and it was We didn't amazing. get to take the train, though. No, shoot, that's right. We took the, uh, we, we had to drive. Yeah, darn it. But for still, taking the Amtrak train is the, it's pretty cool. is the fun part from Kansas City or St. Louis. What but, an awesome little spot, though. Yeah. Awesome. So tell our audience about you. I, I kind of have the pleasure of knowing you for 
more years than we will mention. Oh, by the way, Brian actually recruited me into the mortgage business people in 2008. Eight or nine. There's debate. Eight or There's nine. debate right there. Okay, eight yeah. or nine. I say eight. Yeah. He says, doesn't matter. So we've known each other yeah. a long, long time. Yeah. So give everyone your background. Uh, yeah, so I've been in either banking and or mortgage lending since 1991. So 32 years now. Wow. You uh, owned... I did own a mortgage a company mortgage from company. 2000 to 2008. It was yeah. called Choice America Lending. Yeah, yeah, that's right. After I left that company, we basically sold that company to a bank. And then I joined Wells Fargo as a manager mm -hmm. in the Kansas City market. And that's when yeah. you and I were, started working together. So That's right. Um, Fun times. Started at First Bank in 2018 uh, after the sale of Pulaski Bank, which mm -hmm. I had managed for about six years. Yeah. Also another St. Louis bank. So I've... I've been with St. Louis banks <laughs> since 2011. Staying in that <laughs> 12 years now in that so, area. Yeah. So mortgage lending for a long, long time. So you know, I asked you to hop on for a quick chat, yeah. just because we're kind of in an interesting time, interesting time in our respective businesses of mortgage lending, but it also bleeds into the real estate market. Yes, our real estate partners and what they're feeling and going through right now. Yes, the economy and and so you know. Uh, to our folks who are listening and watching, instead of Brian and I sitting across the desk and just chatting about these things amongst ourselves, I thought, you know what, we're going to hop on camera and do it so that we can educate everyone that's listening right. as well. So our business is cyclical. So what kind of challenges are you seeing right now? Well, I mean, you just said it, it's cyclical. So in 2020, during the pandemic, you know, interest rates drove down to I'm sure some people that would listen to your podcast might have a two and a half percent mortgage, um, which is crazy. Which just sounds ridiculously low yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and and so many of of you know folks in America locked into those rates in 2020 that as the rates started to elevate and they really started to really go up. I'd say January of last year, so 2022, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the Fed was forced to start raising rates uh, in that last spring to fight inflation. I mean, they have a mandate yeah. of trying to hit a 2% inflation number. We were seeing numbers of six and seven all, all of a sudden in May. Yeah. And, um, you know, so they've been rapidly raising the federal funds rate and that has raised mortgage rates from in the twos to in the high sixes and even touching 7%. Mm -hmm. We, we all, are seeing some rates in that high of a range. And so what that's done is really kind of hamstrung the market because, you know, you could say, well, you can build your way out of a low inventory, but yeah. those of you that have looked at new construction, I'm sure even in the Omaha and Kansas city markets, you're seeing, you know, 700,000 as sort of a price point where you, where you buy new construction and not everyone can mm -hmm. afford that. So the, the buyers that can afford that don't want to let go of their home that that's has there, a 3% right? or below rate to go buy something that, mm -hmm. you know, has a 7% rate. So they're subsequently, they're not putting their homes on the market and there just isn't enough inventory out there. So we're dealing with that now after such a, you know, wonderful time mm -hmm. in our business, a bad time, obviously with COVID and everything else in 2020, but a wonderful time turned into a not so wonderful time sure. as we sort of fight through these issues in our business. Well, and you and I have been around long enough to know that this isn't the first time. No. Uh, won't be the last time, but we also know that there will be an end to the madness. Absolutely. 
And it's not going to be tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we saw just last week CPI number, which is the core product inflation. I don't even profess to know exactly where all these reports come from, right? Mm -hmm. But it was 4%. It had been yeah. running in the sixes. Mm -hmm. um, much lower, not at the Fed, Fed's mandate of two. Right. So we'll see tomorrow if they've decided that that's enough progress, though, to stop raising interest rates. Mm -hmm. They may take a pause for the first time. The um, Fed. And, and, we're and, talking about the we're Fed. We're talking about the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. um, and if they do, I do think mortgage rates will start to retreat back a little bit. And, and then we'll kind of see. Really, we always have to wait and see what they say, not what they do, but what sure. they say they're going to do later. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be important. But I do think we're sort of nearing the peak of this cycle in rates. Uh, some might say otherwise, but it sure feels that way to me. Um, but it will take a while, I think, to work off oh, kind yeah. of these low inventory and the fact that people have such low rates out there. I well, take a while to, to work that out, though. And let's make sure that everyone understands this isn't a we go from mid to high sixes to two and three. Right. Yeah. It, that's not it's not no. like a peak in a valley. We'd be excited at five right yeah. now, frankly. <laughs> Mid fives, yeah. low fives. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. I mean, when I start seeing four, eight, seven, five again, yeah. I can assure you that it, you know, we'll we'll be having a mortgage party. Yes, we well, and you know, I think a couple things you mentioned. Yes, inventory's low. To increase inventory, you've got builders who are building but can't really build fast enough. There aren't that many specs. And not at a low enough price point. And not at a low enough price point. In our area, you know, you could find new construction under seven, but they go like this. And like you say, if you've got that move up person, well, they don't want to give up the house they're in, maybe not now or for a while because the rate's so low. Understand. Yeah, even if they're getting a little bit nicer home, probably even a lot nicer home, I think the payment difference is so so severe mm -hmm. that it's, it's prohibitive. Mm -hmm. And that's really what, you know, if, we, if builders could build entry level homes all day long, then I think we'd work our way out of this fairly quickly, but I just don't think no. they can. And Cost, you know what? Costs are too high. Yeah. Um, it's still hard to find workers True. and cost of material. So all of, all of those things. So let's just talk about leadership and sales in general, because I think that so much of what we do, it, it's sales driven. It's also service driven. You know, we have to, I feel provide good service, good products, of course, a good process, but we need to make sure we're staying in front of people. So if we have other lenders who are listening and watching or real estate professionals, how do, how do we help them with the right mindset to stay relevant? Maybe to stay busy in a down market, you'd call it. I mean, you know, I actually just spoke with, uh, and it wasn't actually lenders, but it was some first very recent realtors mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on a team mm -hmm. uh, that I was kind of meeting with. And the first thing I said to them, they kind of asked me, you know, how I got started doing business and how, you know, how do I generate business? And the first thing I said is, well, it, whenever I'm in a large group, I make sure that everyone I talk to knows what I do for a living. Yes. I need to be known as the mortgage lender yeah. at that event or party or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of step one. Um, and, you know, from then, it's not just know what I do for a living, but know that I, I must be pretty good at it. You know, just in the conversations, I want to want to show off a little bit, you know, make sure that um, they can see that I do know what I'm doing mm -hmm. and, 
And if they were so inclined to send a client that it would take good care of them. I mean, right. I think that's, you know, that's what you're trying to, to convey or portray when you're, when you're, mm -hmm. you know, trying to generate business. Then from a leadership aspect, when you're managing, uh, to me, it's, I like to say, I, I hope I lead by example. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I'm doing the right things and generating business and treating customers well and finding the right products. Is that a question products. or a statement? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Am I leading by example? I, yeah. Yes, I mean, no, I, like, I agree. I like to think I'm leading I'm, by example. I'm teasing, I'm... Being an advocate for the team, mm -hmm. um, you know, providing whatever, need, you know, helping them get answers that they need and that type of thing and, and just doing the work. I, I, I think, think... There, there's a level of work that you have to do to be a good leader also. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, gone are the days, I think, where that person who's, well, back in the day, we were called managers. Yes. You manage, yeah, you manage. Now they have all kinds of crazy names. For, I know. Yeah. You manage things, you lead people. And leading by example is is definitely one. You know, you, no longer do you sit in your, you know, big office and no one approaches you. Right. Yeah, we, we have to be approachable. Now you get asked to be on a podcast. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So being accessible, I would say being approachable. Yes. Um, you know, one of my favorite, and you do this well, one of my favorite sayings as a leader is to um, praise in public and criticize in private. You know, there are th we all need to improve. And everyone in the world doesn't need to know that right. if it needs to be a one-off or, or a conversation for right. sure. Yeah, right. I agree. Well, I think also it comes down to not being enabling. I will say as a leader, you want to be accessible and you want to ask questions and you want to help solve problems, but you want them also to be able to learn how learn to do to it on their own. their own. Yeah. I think I fall into that trap though a little bit too, where you try to do too much for them and then they don't learn. And I, I think I've been guilty of that over the years. I've tried to work on that as I've gotten mm -hmm. older. And, you know, you, you take a lot of pride in seeing the uh, advancement of somebody that, that you're yes. leading. Yes, And I, agree. I do think it, you're right. The more you can teach them how to fend for themselves, the mm -hmm. better that they become and advance mm -hmm. down the road and maybe become leaders. I mean, that's always been the best thing for me is to see folks that I've managed yeah. I use the word manage. Flourish. But yeah, flourish and become their own leader or manager, yeah. right? Yeah. That's kind of exciting. So. Which is great. I might have fallen into that maybe. category. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So I recently was asked to write an article for our local Omaha Area Board of Realtor magazine as, okay. as an affiliate member. And it was so hard. It's like, oh my gosh, like what do people really want to hear about? Do they want to hear another story from a lender? No. So I talked about times. And I, and it's like hard times, good times, or is it just the time? And I liken that to what we're going through right now, because we're always going to have good times and bad times, Yeah. but it's just where we are right now. We, we can't control what the Fed does or doesn't do, or what the economy is going to do. And so being mindful about how we are spending our time to be productive versus busy. I agree with that. Because there's a huge difference. Well, and I mean, we talk all the time about sometimes you're in preparation for the next good times. Right. And yes. You, if you don't prepare for the good times, when they do hit, you may be unprepared. Mm -hmm. And so use your time wisely, as you said, while business is a little slow to make deeper, better relationships um, so yes. that when the business does come back, 
it's almost like going paying your tuition yeah. right to go to school or whatever right. you're preparing and i think sometimes we forget that if we use this time wisely now to lay a lot of groundwork you'll flourish even more in the good times as mm -hmm. as we said uh, and to me it just it makes it all the worthwhile for, you know at that point so i do too i do too you said something earlier to one of our newer loan officers and you talked about a good time or a bad time to get into our business yeah. so what would your advice be to a young professional who's looking for a new career and they want to consider mortgage lending? Well, as I told the gentleman this morning, um, I, I think sometimes getting into a market in a bad time might be the best time to get in. Because again, you get a little bit more attention. Mm -hmm. um, you can, the negative is you don't come across enough scenarios to, you know, learn how to navigate through those. Mm -hmm. They don't happen as often, but you also have a lot more time to kind of work through them and make sure you're getting the best deal for your client. Um, you can, you're, you're the people you're calling on for business are more receptive to hearing from you. And at the end of the day, you're start, if you're starting in the worst of times, imagine how much more rewarding it will be in the right. best of times. So I, I don't think, for me, there isn't necessarily a best time to get in anything, but it's certainly not any worse to get in when things are slower, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, I used to say, sometimes you just have to dive in no matter what it is you're doing. Yeah. Because you can talk yourself out of anything. <laughs> that is and, so true. And, and you can, but what you try to do is talk yourself into something yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You know, the alarm goes off in the morning. I talk yeah. myself out yeah. of working I'm, out. I'm good at talking myself out of stuff, but <laughs> I, I also feel like I'm pretty good at talking myself yeah. into things at times, too, and that's a good thing. Oh, I think it's a great time to, like you said, learn. You've got accessibility to the yeah. people that will be a, a great guide for you. Yeah, coaching is easier to come by oh. when, when the other people aren't as busy also. But also making sure that you're creating good habits. And yes. that's my big thing. Your, what are your habits? You know, it's the prospecting. It's the coffees. It's getting to know people. It's the networking. Now's the time when you have time to do that. That is true. Yeah. yeah. So we are, we are always looking for good people. In that our business, also true. experienced or otherwise, aren't we, Brian? Yes, yes we, are. we are. So let's wrap up with this. Well, first of all, is there anything that I didn't ask you or didn't cover that you'd like to share with our audience? I I think we covered most of it. Um, we did. We've been around for a long yeah, time. Um, the good, I, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Stay I mean, the course. I I've I've been you you've heard me today. I've been saying, you know what? I'm super happy with our with our team here at First Bank. We've I think we're outperforming our peers, and I think a lot of that yeah. speaks to the talent that we have on our team. And um, you know, uh, they're working hard and putting the effort in. And even in bad times, they're doing more business than their peers. They're not doing maybe what they want. They would love to be doing more, but they're they're outperforming their peers. And I, and I think that's something to be real proud of. You know, I know for me and for you and, mm -hmm. and you know the rest of the bank is super excited to see that. So. Yeah, I mean, let's put parentheses around bad times for those that are just listening, because is sometimes it's what's between your ears yeah. that stops you from doing more, being better. Oh my gosh, rates are so high. Well, are they? I don't know. Like yeah, you said, you pe people are still buying houses. Yeah, you know, one of our team members in Lincoln, Nebraska, has been in the business thirty-five years, and yeah. he, he had a client that actually came back to him this year and shared with him his 
truth, his good faith estimate from 1988. Oh my gosh. And they were super proud because the rate was 9%. <laughs> yeah, right. And they were excited about that rate. They had to pay points, didn't they? They had to pay three points, but yes. the seller paid two of those. Oh, okay. So the seller <laughs> paid two and they paid one and they were really happy. And it just, we, we see that a lot where you have to put things in perspective. Yes. And our rates are lower than that now. Now house prices are higher. I right. did note on that day the sale price was like ninety thousand, yeah. <laughs> and that house today would probably be three hundred. Mm -hmm. um, so you do have to put that in perspective mm -hmm. too. But it was interesting to see, you know, that they weren't really phased by the rates because they've borrowed at much higher cost before. That's right. So yeah, and you're kinda, right. You kind of again talk yourself into something or talk yourself talk out. Yourself you choose, out. and I, That's right. I choose to talk myself in more than talking myself out. Well, thanks for taking the time to you just bet. talk some shop. You know, there's so many other things we could unpack, but I think that that's enough for now because we just kind of need to, like you said, we're going to stay the course. We're going to continue to do business the way we always have. And we'll be here whether, whether things ebb and flow up or down, we're not going anywhere. That is correct. 100 plus year bank. So, hey guys, thanks for joining, joining us today. I'm Lynette Aerosmith, your High Trust Professionals podcast coach. And we'll, we'll edit that out. Your High Trust Professionals podcast. What am I? Host. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> hey guys, and that's a wrap. Thanks for joining High Trust Professionals podcast. I am your host, Lynette Aerosmith. Hey, don't forget to follow us and find us on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. See you next time.